This call is being recorded. Hello. Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday. This is Leticia from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Anybody else join the line? Let's like to say good morning. Good morning. It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Good morning, it's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday to you, too. <laughs> morning, good morning. It's Leticia from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Anybody else join the line? I'd like to say good morning. Good morning. It's Barbara, Leticia. Happy Monday. Good morning, Barbara. Happy Monday to you, too. Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday. It's Leticia from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Anybody else join the line? I'd like to say good morning. Praise the Lord. Good morning. This is Sister Shantae. Good morning, Sister Shantae. Happy Monday to you. Thank you. You too. Good morning, dear Eva. Thank you for joining us. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Thank you. Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday. I'm your greeter this morning. Did anybody else join the line? I'd like to say good morning. Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday. It's Leticia from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Anybody else like to say good morning?
Good morning, Miss Diane. Good morning, Sister Diane. Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday, everyone. Going on mute. Good morning, it's Carla. Going on mute. Good morning, it's Sister Tracy. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Monday. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, happy Monday. Good morning, Sammy. This is Bubbly. Happy Monday to you all. Good morning, Bubbly. Happy Monday. All right, folks, I'm going to go ahead and get started with the business at hand. Thank you, everybody, for calling in. Let's declare victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time. We are here to edify, encourage, power, and equip you with your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed, too. Be sure to stay Tune in with us for the month of December as the theme is entitled Vision. You don't want to miss the messages, teachings, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you from our wonderful and talented declarer. I am hearing some feedback, so I'm going to ask you please press your phone on mute as the call is being recorded and we'd like to preserve the integrity. Thank you. There are no announcements today. There are no spoken requests, prayer requests, nor were there any submitted on the app. The order of the call today is the prayer will be brought on the schedule. Then we'll go on to corporate praise. The declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments posted by the declarer, Dion. Albert the order of the call today is the prayer will be brought by Kedra. Then we'll go on to corporate praise. The declaration was brought by Dia. Then we'll go right into closing comments posted by the declare Dion. Today's scripture is Jeremiah 23:16. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Do not listen to what the prophets are prophesying to you. They fill you with false hope. They speak visions from their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, I'd like for you guys to just take a look at your phones and make sure the standard mute button is pressed. Again, as the call is being recorded, and we'd like to preserve the integrity of it. I thank you all for having me close to the greeting here at Claire Victory. We'll see you guys next Monday. Have a blessed day as I now pass the call. Can you
I'm not sure if she thought that it was reverse order. Um, can I have somebody jump in and jump start our prayer, please? And thank you. Good morning, Heavenly Father. Thank you once again, Lord, for allowing us to wake up and see another one of your beautiful days, Lord Jesus. Thank you for allowing us to see the month of December. Thank you for your your grace, Lord. Thank you for this call, Lord. It's a lifeline for many of us, Lord Jesus. Showing us how you want us to live and what you want us to be, Lord Jesus. Helping us to learn how to study your word, Lord, and be obedient to your word, Lord Jesus. I thank you this morning for the moon and the stars and the sun, Lord Jesus. I thank you for Dion, Lord. I thank you for her obedience, Lord, and Tanya, and everyone that is a part of this call, Lord, our pastors that share with us. Lord, I just am so thankful this morning, Father. I can't thank you enough, Lord Jesus. You're such a mighty and awesome God, Lord Jesus. Teaching us about the courts of heaven, Lord. Oh, Lord, I just praise you this morning, Lord. You're such a mighty God. You're such an honorable God, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you for our our uh, city workers, Lord. I thank you for our firemen and our policemen, Lord. And I thank you for our president, Lord Jesus. I just lift him up to you, Lord. I finally have learned that things I don't have no control of or I can't do anything about, I lift them up to you, Lord Jesus. And I just thank you for that this morning, Lord. Lord, I ask that you bless our governors and our mayors, Lord. I bless all of our pastors that are spreading your word about, Lord, and teaching us how to spread your word, Lord, and how to live obedient to your word, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just, I'm so full this morning, Lord Jesus. But you allowed me to wake up and see another day, Lord, another day that I can get it right, Lord Jesus. Father, we need you this morning, Lord. We need you in our lives, Lord. I thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord. I thank you for your your grace, Lord Jesus, and your mercy that you give us every single day, Lord Jesus. New mercies, Lord. Lord, I just ask that you continue to teach us and show us your direction, Lord Jesus. Not our will, but your will be done in our lives, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just ask that everyone take their phones off of mute, Lord, and continue to praise your name this morning, Lord, as we continue to lift you up, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. (laughs) Father God, we praise your name, Jesus. Lord God, we honor you, Lord God. We thank you, Jesus. We honor you this day, Lord God. We thank you for all you've done and you continue to do. Lord, we thank you for your shield, Lord God. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your guidance, Lord God. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are. We recognize you as Lord the Savior of our lives, Lord God, as the head of our lives, God. Oh, God, we uh, we to honor you, God. We just want to give you everything that you are due, Lord God. Thank you, 
is every person on this call blessed Oh God, continue to be with us, Lord God. Continue, God, continue to glorify your name, lift your name on high. Take our eyes off our eyes, Lord God. Hallelujah. to open our hearts, God. Oh God, oh God, we bless your name. We bless your name, God. So we thank you, Lord, for this day. A day that is new and fresh with mercy, Lord God. Say that you have made, Lord God. We rejoice, Lord God, and we are glad in it, Lord God. All things, the little things, the random things, the things that are granted, Lord God. The things we expect, Lord God. The things we need to deserve, God. Hallelujah. We bless your name, God. I love you, Lord. Bless this day, Lord, as we go forward, Lord Jesus. Bless us on the highways and byways, Lord God. No police, no tickets, murder, death, fall, and sick behind the wheel, into your access, near a person or property, or anyone else's, Lord God. We pray for the homeless, Lord God, the hopeless, Lord God, those who shun you, Lord God, those who don't know you, Lord God, those who are fearful, Lord God. Hallelujah. Those who think they don't deserve your love, God. Hallelujah. We pray for them all, Jesus. We pray for them all, Lord God. That their uh, desire will turn toward you, Lord God. Blessed be thy name. I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. And I'm so grateful that you love me first, Lord God. I'm so grateful that I recognize the love that you have for me, Lord God. Grateful for the value you see in me, Lord God. Thank you for the blood, Lord God, that's been shared between you and me, Lord God. That you only see your son, Jesus. Blameless for you. Oh, God, bless your name. Blessed be thy name, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 H
Thank you, Lord God, for having a wake up today, Lord God, in great sense, Lord God, you have awakened us in your power today, Lord God, you have awakened us, Lord God, in your power, your authority, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, as we rise up this morning, Lord God, give you all glory and honor, Lord God. We thank you, Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you that we see through new eyes in this season, Lord God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you for the, the children today, Lord God. As those that are prepared to go back to school, Lord God, in the in the shooting, Lord God. I ask, Lord God, that you will watch over protective children today, Lord God. Father, that you will give them great strength today, Lord God. That they will not go in fear, Lord God. But they they will go in your power and your authority, Lord God. I thank you that for the hedge of protection that is around them now, Lord God. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord God. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. We are seated in heavenly places, Lord God. Hallelujah. High and above, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that we look down, Lord God. Hallelujah. We're seated with you, Lord God. We laugh at the end of the We bless your name. Hallelujah. Thank you today, Lord God. Thank you for great grace today, Lord God. Thank you for great grace today, Lord God. Hallelujah. As we give you glory, Lord. Yes, Jesus' name. You are beautiful. You are all that in everything and all. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you for your power. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for your plans. Glory to God. So, God, we bless you now and thank you for every lifted voice, God. We thank you for every heart that was attentive to what you spoke in the spirit, God. And we give you glory and we give you honor as we begin to go into the final month of 2019. God, we do bless you. Uh, for this December the 2nd, and we thank you uh, for making a way and bringing us here safely, Lord God, and ask that you would continue to grow us and make us again another. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, amen. Um, Barbara, thank you for stepping in. Leticia from Arizona, thank you for hosting and for greeting this morning. And thank you, my DV family, um, for allowing us to change some things up. Uh, one thing I know, um, and I'm going to remind you all to mute your phone if you don't mind, as the call is being recorded, and I can hear somebody just fiddling around. If you'd be kind enough to go ahead and mute your line so I don't have to do it on this end. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm excited about change, um, even this morning's call and the difference in the order is indicative of some things that are happening. I don't know if anybody's been paying attention uh, as it relates to social media, but there is a changing of the guards. There's a changing of the guards. There are some great, great some generals in the faith that have gone on to be with the Lord. Um, there is a new release, uh, a fresh release in CME and, and Baptist Church. There, I mean, when I say generals, I mean 
generals that I remember from a girl. Um, so there's a baton passed um, in the spirit and in the natural. So I just ask that you all, uh, that we collectively could be praying for this season's uh, leadership, that there be a call or a cry to order and to holiness and to um, consistency and faithfulness as new leaders are, are being pushed to the forefront as the baton is being passed. This month, we're going to be talking about vision um, and, and just being able to see clearly, uh, being able to say audibly, what's in your hand? What is it that you see? How is it that you understand? And what is it that you understand you are to be doing? Um, not just in 2020, because the reality is 2020 start whenever you want it to. If you, it start for you today, then let's get it cracking. If it's, you know, if you're waiting for the first for, for that to take place. But the reality is this month um, will fly by like last month did. And the truth is, if you don't do anything different in 2020 than you did in 2019, your 2019 will look just, I mean, your 2020 will look just like your 2019 did. And so um, I'm believing, God, that some things will be different. And one of the things that we've been focusing on um, is really learning how to use our words to empower our lives. That's one of the things. But we've also been finding complete clarity in knowing um, that we actually have a responsibility and have to participate in our wholeness and our wellness. We, we have to choose um, some things. We have to make some decisions. We have to declare and confess some things, which isn't always the easiest thing to do. And so I was, I was reading uh, in the Word, and, and my general teaching is going to come from Acts, the 18th chapter. Um, it is a season where Paul was with Priscilla and Aquila, and um, it's a great Bible story in and of itself, but um, I just want to share a little bit of it with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scripture jump, so hopefully you got a pen. You can write a couple of things down, but I want to give you um, what vision is in the Hebrew. What vision is in the Hebrew and or the, the Greek, right? So even in the Webster's Dictionary, I, I looked it up because um, it can be so many different things. The act or the power of seeing or sight. Isn't it horrible for somebody to have the function of their eyes but still not be able to see or still not be able to operate in vision or understanding, right? It's a sense, right? Which the qualities of an object, the color or illuminosity, the shape and or size, uh, the appearance of or the perception of through a process which is light rays entering the eyes and transformed by the retina into electrical signals that are transmitted to the brain via the optical nerve. 
right? Super complex, just in standard understanding of what vision is, right? Um, vision can also be deemed as something seen in a dream or a trance or uh, uh, ecstasy is one of the adjectives used to describe it. Um, especially in a supernatural appearance that conveys a revelation or an understanding or a um, unveiling of a thing, a thought or a concept, an object formed, get this, by the imagination, a manifestation to the senses of something immaterial, a manifestation to the senses of something immaterial, right? Uh, possibly not reality, but a reality manifested via whoever is seeing a thing. The act or the power of the imagination. Mode of seeing or conceiving, usually discernment or foresight, a person of vision. Direct mystical awareness of the supernatural, usually in visible form. Something seen, a lovely or a charming thought. And I was like, dang, we never really look at words in their full depth. We never really give words credit for having the power that they actually have. Um, and so as I, I looked at that, and then, then of course I had to go to the Greek uh, or, uh, and or the Hebrew just to go a little bit further. Um, and one of the major words, uh, hold on two seconds, okay. One of the major words that I saw that, that um, really kind of quote unquote did it for me. Can you mute your phone for me? Thank you. Um, as I, I continue to research, um, I, I just, I really wanted to be able to paint a picture for us because the reality is that without proper understanding of anything, um, it's really hard to go further or to expand your general thoughts of what that word has the power to mean. And so in so doing, as again, my, my general teaching is gonna come from Acts, the 18th chapter, the ninth verse. Super simple, but you also have to know the topography or the history of that culture. You have to know um, um, kind of the back story or the backdrop. Um, and, and I'll give you a little bit of it, but I want this particular scripture to be the focus. Acts 18 and 9, it says, One night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. Again, one night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid, keep on speaking, do not be silent. Um, now, we've heard the historical um, relationship between um, God and Moses and how he would speak to Moses 
uh, from a cloud or technically face to face. And, and then we, we hear so many different tales, of course, of Jesus being physically here, but this, uh, is at a later date. It's after Jesus has come and he has gone. And, and now here it is that, uh, the Spirit of God is speaking to the man of who Paul is uh, in a season where he is now responsible for getting vision to the body of Christ or vision to believers and uh, vision and insight, instruction and teaching to do more, to be more and to say more. But I found it uh, peculiar. He could have just heard a voice. He could have uh, uh, remembered something that Jesus said, but it said that uh, the Lord spoke to him in a vision. It, it was clear and precise. It was as if the Lord was painting a picture or giving him uh, through his discernment uh, specifics about what he was to do going forward and how he was to quote unquote move around. And then, of course, I had to go back to the story itself. And I'll, I'll read it to you to give you some context. Y'all know I love to read stories and be a little ghetto with it because it paints a clearer picture of sometimes when God is trying to get you to a place, uh, he has to be specific. He has to give you visuals. And, and sometimes uh, there are moments and seasons. You guys know I'm infamous for saying, Dion, what you doing? I don't know. I'm not really sure, but I know this is not the end result that I saw, so it must mean that I have to keep going. Sometimes uh, everything you think you see uh, is not uh, what it is, and especially when it comes to kingdom things and kingdom thinking, kingdom understanding and kingdom interpretation of what your purpose here in the earth is. By this time, Paul knew that he was significant to the body of Christ. He knew that he couldn't really be moved by what he saw. He had to be moved by what he had seen. He had to be moved by vision, uh, and not just the visual context of, uh, but the discerning context of, or the imagination concept of. One of the things you learn really, really fast, if in fact you begin to surrender your life and your structured idea of what truth and reality is, is that 99.9% of the time, uh, things that you believe you are inclined to do, places you believe you are inclined to go, uh, places where you look like you're inclined to serve, it doesn't look like what you think it should. And so uh, this, this particular piece, it says, and after Paul uh, left Athens and went to Corinth, there he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla. Because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome, Paul went to see them. And because he was a tent maker, as they were, he stayed and he worked with them. Every Sabbath, he reasoned in the synagogues, which means that now here he's connected with some folks who, you know, he's trying to, at this point, trying to test them and see what are you actually about? I mean, I know I was sent here. I know I'm supposed to come. I don't really know y'all from Adam. I don't know y'all from Eve, uh, but I'm going to hang around a little bit and see if I see what I saw. And every Sabbath, he reasoned in the synagogue, trying to persuade Jews and Greeks. And when Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching 
to testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. So now this is a great staple in his process. It's, it's his, uh, where he does his groundwork at. It's where he really, really gets his feet in. He's made a decision now that I'm not really sure exactly what's what. Uh, I, I don't really know how this is going to turn out, but I know what he saw me, what he showed me, and I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing in this season. But when they oppose Paul, now get this, he's someplace that he knows he's supposed to be doing, something that he knows he's supposed to be doing, but still uh, there's opposition. But when they opposed Paul and became abusive, listen, check this out. He shook out of his clothes in a protest and said to them, check this out. You don't have to believe me. You don't have to understand. You don't have to get it. Question is, what do you see? Because at the end of the day, your blood will be on your own head. I'm innocent of it. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm in the place I'm supposed to be in. I'm saying that which I know I was instructed to say. And sometimes in those interims, it does not look like what you think it should. Honey, sometimes folks will just about hate your guts and can't explain to you if you tell them you're going to give them a check to not like you. They make it a point to let you, honey, I don't like you, I don't care nothing about what you're talking about, and technically you could beat it, right? And then Paul left the synagogue and went next door to the house of Titus Justice, a worshiper of God. Crispius, the synagogue leader, and his entire household believed in the Lord. So he came around, you know, he fooled around and came up and ended up in a place where some of the folks actually got it. They had some vision. They had some insight. They actually kind of understood that it was the truth, right? And so, and many of the Corinthians who heard Paul believed and were baptized. Listen, one night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision, and he said, do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. I'm going to stick a pen in that right there. Uh, one of the things about when God begins to express to you uh, what you are called to do, um, outside of the fact that it doesn't always look like what you think it should, truth is, sometimes it can be quite intimidating. Uh, sometimes it can be uh, a place of discomfort that you never imagined you would visit. It's some, sometimes uh, you, you begin to feel peculiar and or strange. Sometimes you'll find yourself in frustrating places. Sometimes you will be the complete odd man out, but it does not change that your instructions were clear. It does not change that the Lord gave you some insight as to what he was doing. It does not change that your discernment is actually operating uh, in sync with the spirit of God, right? And so this is the part that I love. It says, for I am with you and no one is going to attack and harm you because I have many people in this city. Well, Lord, listen, they just got through talking crazy to me a moment ago to the degree that I had to shake the spot. I had to bounce from, from everything that, that I was doing already. I'm, I'm over there preaching and teaching in the synagogues. I'm telling them that you are the sovereign Lord. I'm telling you that the Messiah uh, has come and that I've been sent to give the message or the good news of the gospel of the truth of Jesus Christ, right? And so Paul, listen, listen. He understood 
that whatever the case was, whatever the circumstance was, that he had been instructed. When is the last time you've been in a place uh, from your job to your house uh, to to your church family, to uh, uh, it might be a social club, and and it seems like you're not getting to the people you think you should be getting to. It seems like uh, you feel as if your work is in vain, but you know that you had clear instructions to be here. When's the last time you looked around and was like, listen, ah. I'm trying to figure out, first of all, what am I doing here? They don't even appreciate the fact that I'm here to care kind of technically less. But you said you would go with me. And you told me to keep doing what I was doing, keeping in mind that every single thing was framed by the words of God. Every single thing was made manifest by his words. Everything that we walk in, that we exist in, that we live in today, right now, this second, was in the imagination of someone that God had inspired to see a thing, had empowered to believe a thing, had given the courage to believe and expect the manifestation of a thing. When's the last time uh, you know that you heard the voice of God and as you uh, heard the voice of God, you looked around and nothing looked like what he said? You remember that moment, that that moment where you like, you, you know, you, you have got to be kidding. This this cannot be the end of this story. This could not be uh, the, the bottom line, right? And so Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half teaching them the word of God, a place where uh, not everybody wanted him to be at, but because he had assigned him to that territory, because he had given him that piece of property, a piece of land, that region uh, to go establish the truth of his word in, nothing could stop him, right? Do you realize that when God gives you an instruction and you know that he has spoken to you in a vision, you know that he's given you uh, some information, you know without a shadow of a doubt, and I can use uh, declare victory, um, I, I can use that as an example. I, I remember, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a, a quick example. At the time, um, my mother and I's relationship was still pretty hectic and still hadn't found a rhythm. I had just gotten home. I was just getting stable. And I remember saying, now mind you, I, I started out praying every day with my mother um, years ago. Uh, well, I started with Pastor Kerry, but we continued um, that so much so that even when I was in Atlanta, we would still pray every day. And so when I got home, um, I felt this tug uh, to continue to pray. It had been probably about maybe 10 years I had been praying and, and it was just me, but I enjoy praying with other people. So I remember asking my mom, I was like, mom, do you want to pray in the morning? She was like, honey, uh -uh, that's my private time. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm tripping, huh, Jesus? And um, she was like, no, 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 you, you just do it until I do something different. And I remember um, I had, uh, started going to small groups while I was at PSBC and, and the, the small group host said, I really need a prayer mentor 
do you mind praying with me? And, and it was right about this time that we started to discuss it almost, I guess, six, seven years. I don't even know how many years now. Um, and I was like, you know, yeah, sure. I, okay, that's cool. And now, mind you, I'm thinking it's going to come one way. And here it comes a whole different way. Now, I didn't know her very well, but she was adamant. She kept at me. She kept saying, you know, and technically, I didn't really necessarily want to pray with her, <laughs> if I just be honest. Right? And so by the time it's all said and done, we started praying. Um, again, while I'm back here in this region, we started praying at 6 o'clock. And after a while, the women at small group, Miss Barbara, is a result of that, started joining. And the next thing you know, the Lord told me to share it. I was I was super duper shamed to share it on social media, if I just be honest there as well. I didn't want to, because what that meant was I was going to have to be accountable, right? And so as we began to share it, then maybe about 12 months later, by the time 12 months had passed, it was a hundred and something people calling every single day simply because the Lord told me to do a thing. Now, mind you, Next thing you know, people started saying it was a cult, and I was like, oh, geez, what, wait, what happened? A spring has become cultic, and I, I remember the, the times where I would try not to do this. I would try to hand it off or pass it over to somebody else, and the Holy Spirit said, oh, yeah, that's probably not going to fly. You keep going. You, and so many people have cycled in and cycled out and so many ministries have been birthed and um, people have grown in their faith and um, really committed their lives to God. It, it became not church. It became not ritual. It became not routine. And when I look at my journals from years and years and years ago and the things that the Lord would show me that he would have me to write out, I am looking at what he said because I refused to stop. Something as simple as prayer began to transform not just my life, but the lives that he allowed me to impart into. And so here Paul is uh, in a strange place, speaking with strange people, dealing with opposition, but he can't move, he can't leave, he can't transition, right? He can't do anything other than what it is that he was called to do. And so if you, you continue to read down um, into the scripture, and I won't, I won't read it all, but what I will say is this. Um, ultimately, if I don't know anything else, anyone under the sound of my voice that has said yes to God has some things that you see some things that he has disclosed to you during your times of prayer, some things that he has disclosed to you during your times of attempted escape, some things that he has revealed to you or exposed to you or um, given you the capacity to understand that he has put on the inside of you that when you look around, you can't see how it's going to happen. When you look around, you can't see how you're going to qualify or quantify it. You can't really wrap your mind around how to understand what it is uh, that he wants you to do. You're not positive about the methods or the measures. You're not certain about uh, the process and who all is supposed to go, but you know he told you to do a thing. 
You know for a fact that he told you to go. Uh, you know that he told you to start that street ministry with uh, women who are uh, considered prostitutes or whores, whatever you'd like to call them. Uh, you know without a shadow of a doubt that uh, he's told you to go down there to that school where the boys are playing basketball, cussing each other out, calling one another the N-word. But you know that God called you to mentor. You know that he's given you a craft to operate with your hands, not just so you can make some money, but so you can make the connections and the relationships to begin to speak into somebody. Uh, uh, don't forget what the key scripture here is. It is at the uh, uh, 18th chapter, the ninth verse, right? And the Lord spoke to him in a vision and said, what, what did he say? Keep, keep doing it. Don't shut up. One of the things that I've had to learn how to do is use my words to experience his truth. Uh, and vision will have you uh, uh, continue to open your mouth, even when it doesn't look like you think it should. One of the biggest tricks of the enemy is to cause you to be silent, uh, to cause you to be stagnant, to cause you to forget that God sent you to do a thing. It's to call you to uh uh, forget to remember that God created you for something poignant, for something relevant, for something uh, that would lend to legacy, that would end up being eternal when it's all said and done. God called you and instructed you and pulled you out of darkness specifically for uh, such a time as this, where there's a changing of the guard. There are things that you've been afraid to walk into. Uh, I don't feel like I have the support that I need. I don't feel like I have the team that I need, but God, I, I know you told me to go and to do a thing. Uh, there are things that God is trying to pull you into, but you spend time talking yourself out of it or keeping it to yourself because you don't want to be accountable. There are things that God has empowered you to do that nobody else can do, but it's going to take some vision. It's going to take some clarity. It's going to take some insight. It may take you changing your circle. It may take uh, a transition on your job. There's a changing of the guards. The question is, uh, will you go? Paul quick visit turned into a lengthy stay of teaching and preaching and making disciples. When's the last time you contributed to somebody else walking into vision and purpose? When's the last time uh, what you know you were called to do impacted somebody's life in such a way that they will never be the same? When's the last time that something that the Lord told you and you know that he told you to do it, instead of you trying to figure out what the outcome was going to be, Instead of you trying to, to determine uh, what the next steps or measures are and calculating your process that you just picked up and went and you opened up your mouth and said, Lord, I'm not sure what the end result is going to be, but you said, according to X, Y, Z, whatever the word or the verse is, because anytime God gives you a vision, he will always give you a word to support it. Anytime he gives you a word to support it, he will always send someone to confirm it. Anytime he sends someone to confirm it, chances are it's for you to do. So it, as we begin to approach uh, 2020, there are some things that God has even provoked you to write down. I know it to be true. 
I see it in my mind's eye. I see that God has given me some things and you've made every excuse possible not to begin to walk in the authority wherewith you were saved. You, you've made every single uh, uh, shortcoming that you feel like you have adequate to dismiss or to dismantle the truth of God's word. But I came to declare to you this morning that in this season, you will answer to every single thing that God has called you to do. You will operate in every single gift and authority that he's called you to walk in. It doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter about your fear or your anxiety or your low self-esteem. God is going to begin to provoke your mouth to speak the truth of what he says about you and walk you into destiny and to purpose, not to showboat you, uh, but to empower you to empower others. God is about to take you from the background to the front. And the only way that he's going to do that is lest you believe. If you begin to confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, this is a time uh, where you may look like you're surrounded, but know this, that he has already put measures and things in place. See, folks to Paul with a vision because there were some things that he had to show him in the interim. Don't worry about what you think you see. Don't worry about what you think you don't see. Just know this, if I go with you, winning is imminent. There's no way to fail with him on your side, even if it looks like you're not winning, even if it looks like that's not what the end result should be. When God sends you a place, he will always make provision. When God gives you an instruction, he will always clarify uh, your pathway. When God begins to push and propel you into purpose, some things have to align. Now notice Paul, in the beginning, dealt with opposition at hello to the degree that he danced out of his clothes, right? He moved uh, uh, to a, a different rhythm than them. I know they probably thought he was a little bit crazy. Sometimes God will use peculiar measures to gather peculiar people. One of the things I love about salvation and about being in his will is, listen, you don't have to understand why I do what I do, why I go, where I go, how I get down when I get there. That's none of your business. At the end of the day, just know this. I had an instruction, and sometimes I have to talk myself into pursuing. Sometimes I have to talk myself out of a ooky place. Sometimes I have to speak the truth of what God said. You said that I am a lender and not a borrower. You said that I'm the head and not the tail. You said that I'm above only and not beneath. You said go anywhere I send you. You said you would make sure that all things work together for my good. You told me that I am your child. You said, hallelujah, that I'm the righteousness of God. And so God, if you said it, I'm going to trust it. And even when I feel slave, I still trust you. But what I had to learn how to do was use my words to experience his truth, right? But my words are not words of my own. They are words from the heart of the Father written on the tablets of my heart and me just repeating his sentiment right back to him, right? You have to get to a point where you know what you think and how you feel. That, that's not super duper relevant. <laughs> That's not super relevant, but what is relevant is that he loves us and he has a divine plan for each and every one of our lives. 
He is the author and the finisher of our faith. It is his goal that not only are we saved and set free, but every single person that he calls us to, they are waiting on us to catch the vision that he already established from the foundations of the earth for each and every one of our lives. The impact that we are called to make, we cannot make in silence. The impact that we are called to make, we cannot make being afraid that we can't control what it looks like. The impact that we are called to make, it is our responsibility, not only to understand it, um, but to, to go without understanding. Right? Easier said than done. Because the reality is sometimes you just ain't going to understand. But the end result, I didn't understand why uh, every day I was responsible for getting up praying. <laughs> Today, I get it. I, I get it. Books and ministries and, uh, uh, man, lives change, hearts change, relationship develop, not church. I understand. I didn't, but today I did. Today I understand. And with that said, Father, I pray that somebody's heart was penetrated by the truth of your word and that we have a responsibility to agree with what you've already said about us. And I ask, oh God, that you'd open up the eyes of our understanding. I thank you, Lord God, that we are to write the vision, make it plain, uh, that they that read it may run. Though it tarry, it shall speak and not lie. Thank you that you give us vision and insight. I thank you that you bring us into wealthy places in our minds first, in our hearts first, that agree with the truth of your word. And I pray, oh God, that you would begin to manifest your power and your presence in and through us in such a way that people come from the north, the south, the east, and the West. Uh, blow your winds, Lord God, and send workers to the vineyard. Give us the wisdom and the wherewithal, not only just to trust you, Lord God, but to trust you in such a way that we begin to transition uh, from having to know every single detail into just knowing that you promised that you would be with us. I ask, oh God, that you would begin to get the glory out of our lives and our surrender, our submission, and our idea uh, of who you are in and through us. I ask, oh God, that you would begin um, to stretch us, Lord God, to increase our faith in such a way that it blows even our minds. In the master's name of Jesus, I declare it and I decree it. Amen. And God bless you. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. Good morning. Good morning. God morning. Great morning. And happy um, Monday again, somebody may have joined the call a little bit late. We didn't have an opportunity to say good morning. Is there anyone? Good morning. It's resilient Rosanna. Hey, resilient Rosanna. Well, welcome. Oh. It's great to hear your voice. Yep. Good to be on the call. <laughs> hey, Rosanna. Oh, welcome Hello. back. Hi. That's because I'm up. Rosanna. Hi. <laughs> Miss you guys. Yeah, we miss you too. It's great to hear your voice. That's awesome. What a nice surprise. <laughs> hey, man. Anybody else? Good morning, y'all. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, bro. Good great morning. morning. Hey, Johnson came in late. 
Hey, good morning, Miss Peggy. It's nice to hear your voice. Yes, yes, yours too, sweetheart. Amen. Good morning, good morning. This is this Mona. Good morning, Dion. Hey, Mona, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, it's Krishanda. So excited hey, to hear Krishanda. about the topic this morning, or this month. Hey, hey. Amen. Hey, hey. Can't wait. Praise God. <laughs> Good morning, Demetriana. Hey, Demetriana. Good morning, Yvette. Hey, Yvette. Good morning. Good morning, is Juliet. Hey, Juju. Good morning, sis. Good morning, Miss Gloria. Hey, Glowworm. Good morning. Good morning, Tanya. Hey, Tanya. Good morning. Good morning, family. It's Dondria. Hey, sissy. Hey, Dondria. Good morning. Hey, sis. Good morning. It's Juanita. Hey, Juanita. Good morning. Good morning. I said it right. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Renee got me all the way together in my inbox, honey. It is not Juanita. It is Juanita. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you okay. Thank you. Okay. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning Carly. Pretty Patrice. I heard pretty and who else? April. Carla. Hey, April Mayberry and Carla. Hey, Carla. Good morning, Good family. Morning, it's Keisha. Hey, Keisha. And who else is that? Hey, babe. Good morning, Dion Lavina. Hi, V. I heard you praying this morning. Carla. <laughs> Good morning, family. Where's my brother? Who? Hey, Denise. Good morning, babe. Good morning. This is Sonia. Hey, Sonia. Good morning, Bernice. Hey, Bernice. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Dion. This is Monica Evans. Hi, Princess. Good morning, sweetheart. It's so good to hear your voice. I've been watching you. I'm very proud of you. You're amazing. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, Amen. We got some more little people on the line. Good morning. Who is that? This is Jacqueline. Good morning, sis. How are you? Hey, Jacqueline. I'm good. Good morning, sis. Good to hear your voice this morning. Good morning. This is Patricia. Hey, Patricia. Good morning. Thank you. <laughs> you goofy. <laughs> Amen. Anybody? Where, where's Sarge at? I'm right here. Good morning. Oh, family. okay. <laughs> hey, good morning. I'm I'm going to be having a procedure. Morning, Could you guys hold me up in prayer? 130. Absolutely. Uh, Brother Jeff. 130 today? Okay. I got it. Hey, Bev, good morning. I was just about to ask your twin where you was at. <laughs> Here I am. Good morning. Here she is. Good morning. Amen. Um, anybody else want to say good morning before we go into discussion? Good morning, Dion. It's Diane. Hey, Lady Di. Good morning, Miss Kenya. Hey, can hey, Snotty now? <laughs> Good morning. 
kill my little baby. I can't. You said Kenya. Uh, Kenya. You sound like Kenya. Oh, I'm I sorry. Said, I don't know you. I said Kenya. Mm-mm. All right, y'all two, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> right, that part. <laughs> tell my little, little baby, I said, happy birthday, Sid. Amen. 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 So, um, and and feel free if you didn't get to say hey, you can um, just during our discussion. I am, I am excited as you know everybody. We do this every year, uh, New Year, New You, yeah, yeah. But you know the reality is, unless you are willing to obey the voice of God, nothing is going to be new, right? And and the truth is that until we get to a point where we are willing to um, pursue and overcome the things that we believe we are afraid of, some things are not going to be made manifest. And one of the things that I am learning um, as we continue in studying the courts of heaven and really petitioning the courts for clarity and um, for um, handling and or dealing with that historical iniquitous stuff, those things that are in our bloodline that have absolutely nothing to do with our opinions, um, but just some, some stuff from our, you know, our forefathers and their past. We have to get to a place where we're not afraid of what we think we see to the degree that we are chasing hard and fast after the truth of God's word, knowing that he cannot lie, he cannot make a mistake, that nothing about your journey, nothing about your process uh, is haphazard. Every single thing, every page of our lives is literally mapped out. And getting to the place where we begin to grab a hold, number one, of the horns of the altar and really go to God in prayer so that our instructions are clear, um, you, you just kind of get to a point where you end up stuck or stagnant. Um, if I allowed everything that I've experienced over the last, shut, I'm not really sure how many years at this point, I think maybe five years, if I had allowed anything to stop me, number one, we would not be here this morning. That's first. Um, some of the things that I've been empowered to see as a result of consistently pursuing what I know God told me to do, I would not be seeing in living color. But isn't it good to know that in spite of what we're afraid of, in spite of our um, our thought process and our shortcomings, that he still, he has a divine plan. And um, that plan was already put together um, before the foundations of the earth. The only thing that slows that plan up is whether or not you decide to obey and to pursue. And, and we have a responsibility not only to pursue it, but to do it in such a way um, that we are relentless and that we're relentless not because of how smart we are, that we're relentless not because of how um, relevant we are, but that we're relentless because we know that he promised that he would go with us, right? And it's something about knowing 
um, that you are accompanied by a great and an awesome God, a God of might and wisdom and wit, um, and, and to be very honest, terror, that he will kick down any door for you to give you access, to know that technically we have a surefire way of winning um, is really based upon what we believe. And unfortunately, for most people, we say we believe, but when it all boils down to it and we have a responsibility of doing and not just saying, because, um, you know, you can say anything, but the, as my grandmother would say, the proof is in the pudding, honey, right? It's not about what we say. It's about what we believe we are empowered to do. There are some people that are waiting on each and every one of us to be in proper position so that we can operate in the fullness that we were saved for, right? Many are called but chosen a few. Amen. Anybody have any questions, comments, commentary? I what do is the, how to? Uh, hey, go yeah. ahead. This jumped out, um, and I love, I, I, I pray that the, the ears heard the prophetic word that was released this morning and went forth. But what jumped out for me was um, repeating his words that was and is written on our hearts that he spoke to us about us so that we could um, sightsee what he say. And I declare we will see what we say. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, that's it. If you just read that 18 and you, you mm-hmm. pay attention to what he says, listen, listen, all I need you to do, right? He spoke it in a vision. All I need you to do is keep going. Just don't quit. It's, it's all good. And, and what happened, now we got proof that it's possible, right? Because he stayed there for as long as it took to get the word that he was given to give to the people out and nothing deterred him he stayed there long enough to disciple enough people that people's lives have been changed it's two thousand years later we still get to experience the fact that paul was the elect teacher in that time and in that season do you not know that that could be you you could be the very teacher that has the power to change. Listen, again, there's a changing of the guard. The yes, M.T. Thompsons and for real, like like seriously, mm-hmm. like stuff has changed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so he's got to raise up a new generation, a new general in whatever area you are in to make some stuff happen. You remember them great, great preachers back in the oh, day? Yeah. You know, I know M.T. Thompson was one of them ones. He impacted nations, no doubt. He had so many preachers come out of his teaching and out of his bosom and out of learning under him that even to date, right, there are still from from him and his being submitted and surrendered to the truth of God's word for his life. So you got to really start asking yourself some questions. How many nations will die because you're out of position? I ain't no, listen, and, and being able to, like Paul, listen, the blood ain't going to be on my hands because I'm going to do whatever he say do, I'm going to do that. Whatever happens after that is not my business. But I have a responsibility based on what he told me to do. 
What did he tell you to do that you've still not done? What did he show you that you didn't talk yourself out of? I know I did it. <laughs> and kept trying to do it and kept trying to do it and kept trying to do it to no avail. I.e., we are on this phone talking about what didn't I do? Because <laughs> I mean I tried to quit. Do you understand? Over and over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and look, Tanya, I got wit. I'm telling you, I tried. When I, I was like, honey, I ain't doing this no more. She's a witness. She's a witness. <laughs> Listen, we we had conference calls about how we could hand it off. Listen, Shane, and here we are. She even tried to. She even later. tried to bully somebody into taking it over and ran the girl off. Didn't I? <laughs> I did. I did it. It was me. Guilty. Guilty. But it was. It was all. I understand it. It's a. He- I'm sorry. I'm out of breath. You know where I am. Mm-hmm. It is a. It's a heavy thing. It's a. It's a heavy responsibility. Every day. Y'all, y'all get right. a break. We, we, this was seven days a week. And sometimes the calls would last upwards of an hour. I mean, two hours. Two. An hour? Two. <laughs> you, mean, you mean three, four, and five. I, I know that's right. I meant upwards of two hours. So it's definitely been a labor of love. But when we look back and we have those conference calls again through a different set of lenses, we're so thankful that we did yeah. not give up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Muting. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. No. No question. No question that I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade anything. Not even the frustration of the process, because it was frustrating sometimes. Should you be tired? <laughs> for real. For real. Anybody else have any questions, comments, commentary? Dion, this is Sonia. Uh-huh. Hey. And as as Sister Mama was talking, and I heard it first. I heard when you were talking about Paul, talking about the people of Corinth. Again, I heard about Ezekiel speaking to the dry bones and giving them life. And uh-huh. while Sister Mama was talking, uh, she said something, and it hit me about raising up the old waste places. And reading the Amplified version of what is it, Isaiah fifty-eight and twelve. It says, your pe- and your people will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up and restore the age-old foundations of buildings that have been laid waste. You will be called the repairer of the breach, restorer of streets with dwelling. And like you said, the, the, the old guard is passing away, but it's what they deposited in us and how they fed and nourished and seasoned the seed that we carry now and that we as a seed that grows within us and grows up into a tree and our branches spread that we ourselves have deposited into others we're building up those old waste places that's who we are and we're making the way the walls and the breaches have that been broken down be restored he is pouring out into us so we can pour out into others that's why we are his vessels and that's why he's repairing our cisterns that have been broken that have been damaged you know, it's just like the, the the art of what the Japanese do. It's called kitsugui, that they go in and they don't throw the pottery away because God didn't throw us away. He came back and pulled us back in to fix us and to restore us, to rebuild us, to build us up again so we can go back and do the same for others. So that's what you're seeing now that is happening. 
that mm-hmm. they may be passing away, but they made a deposit just like we go to the bank when we get a deposit. That deposit's there. We know mm-hmm. it's there. We just have to draw from it. So that's wow. Oh, that's good. good. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what I heard. That was good. And that—that's the reality. And the question you can ask yourself. Anytime you are existing and you are not impacting anyone else, you are wasting. Um, You are, yeah, in a season of dry. We all have a responsibility um, to impact the lives of others. You know, we we live in such a um, selfish society where people are concerned about themselves. One of the things I love about who Jesus is, is nothing was ever really about him. (laughs) It was almost always about everything around him. Um, His selflessness um, was not only to be admired, but quite as kept, it's almost to be envied. He was gangster about the people he loved. He would go to no end. Right? He would make up stories and um, share parables to help them understand. Listen, and it was only for his people. Because if you didn't understand, it meant you wasn't supposed to hear. <laughs> if you missed it, it meant it wasn't for you. And he made that very clear. Right? Will anybody be wise enough and have the courage enough on today? To say out loud, now there are some of y'all, I could bust y'all out, but I'm going to be sweet and nice and kind, to share something that you know God has told you to do, but you around here being a punk. <laughs> that was messy, huh? <laughs> yes, Dion, very messy. Going on mute. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was messy, sorry. You didn't have to call me a punk. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, though. Mm-hmm. That's hard. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just going to share something that, that was really brief that happened yesterday. Um, Bubbly and I went to uh, her favorite restaurant to go to on Sundays, and we were there for maybe about four or five hours just just talking and laughing and reminiscing and blah, 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 and seeing how similar our lives have been thus far and the the lady was like oh this is so nice I love when women come in and just chat and I don't have that type of uh, friendship and I was like well you could be our friend and then Uh she said something about how you know the tarot cards were saying some weird things and so I just was listening like oh okay because I can't judge and um, so I just asked, I said, well, do you have a prayer life? And she said, because she was asking God, like, why are these things happening? I was like, well, you know what, just just go into your, uh, into your prayer and then ask God to reveal to you. And I, I didn't question her about who or what her God was. I, when she said God out of her mouth, I just told her to go into her closet because, so many times we run people off by wanting to beat them down in what we believe, but we have to meet them where they are. 
and uh-huh. take it from there. And I just noticed, like, even at work, there's a lot of new people there. And instead of them going to, like, the people that are, quote, unquote, actually getting paid to be in charge, they come to me. I'm like, wow, okay, God. And, you know, he, I've been in supervisory positions before, but I'm like, okay, God, what, what what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Okay. Like, why are these, they coming, they're flocking to me. And I'm like, okay, I know that when I take the spiritual gifts test, it says that I'm supposed to be a teacher, and I'm not even going to say the P word, but we just going to leave it at the P word. And, of course, music is going to be first, but we just going to say the P word because I ain't trying to hear all that right now. <laughs> but it just keeps coming up. I'm like, oh, God, okay. But I've been running. I, I admit it. I've been running and trying to let my circumstances uh, be the reason why I can't do what I need to do. But because of my current circumstance, that's what's given me the strength to push me to press to do what God has called me to do. So mm-hmm. you ain't got to call me no punk. Thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here it goes. Here it goes. Um, yeah, but that that's about what it looks like right there, how you just said it. <clears throat> Not getting paid to do a job, but being called upon to serve in the capacity um of the job that technically you should be getting paid to do, but not necessarily because of those grassroots beginnings. Those things are necessary. And if I allow my circumstance to dictate whether or not we pray, everybody hang up right now. How about that? Anybody that else want to be courageous? <laughs> yeah, that part. Hang up. Uh-huh. Anybody else? Okay, I, I I will I will say something. This is okay. This is Patricia here. Um, hey, um, Patricia. I had a um, I, I I get visions. I, I and I hear him. He talks. He speaks to me. He um, the birds sing to me. They um, I get visions. Um, this one this one time he spoke to me. I was at church, and I was sitting down close to the altar. There was this lady walking down the way, and she went to the front altar. And then there was um, there were two ladies on the side, a deaconess and and the preacher's uh, uh, wife. And so anyhow, this happened, and and this is the one time I did not listen to what he told me to do. He told me to go down there and to tell the deacon the deaconess to go ahead and lay hands on this woman that was at the um, altar. So I went down there, but instead of me telling the deaconess, I went off and told the um, uh, the preacher's wife. So the preacher's wife went over and touched her. And as soon as <laughs> she touched, yeah, she touched the lady at the altar. As soon as she touched the lady at the altar, the lady fell to her feet. No, to her knees. Lord, you can hear them knees. You can hear them. And that was one of the main times that he spoke to me, and I didn't obey him. I I should have touched, and forgive me, sweet Jesus, for it. I should have touched, uh, uh, you know, the deaconess, because that's who he wanted me to touch, you know. 
and it was just just that little bit of of direction. I mean, I went down and and did what I supposed to did, but I didn't do just one little thing, and that was to touch yep. the deaconess, you know. Okay, instead of this, uh, yeah, and I, I get visions. I I see visions. I, I I think I might have even seen. There's no thinking. I seen the I seen the I seen the the mighty cloud. Cloud. I seen the mighty cloud. It ain't no more than about two seconds worth of it. I felt the burning uh, fire. I felt the burning fire. I had I have an aortic aneurysm, um, and I survived that and a couple other things. And so anyhow, through that time of you know going in and being with people and being around, and the Holy Spirit is so good, and He speaks yeah. to us, yeah. and He's so clear. And it's so beautiful when he does that. I, I apologize every time I do something, you know, because I don't want to lose him. I don't want right. to lose that Holy Spirit. I don't want to lose that vision or nothing. So I just want to say that. That's all. Excuse me. That's it. Thank you for sharing. Thank you yes. for sharing. It will empower Thank- and encourage other people who see stuff to share and not feel like you're crazy because you're not. Okay. <laughs> you're not. If it happened, uh-huh. if it happened, it can happen. Yes. Right? Yes. And so a lot of times we will even excuse what we know we saw away because it doesn't yes. make sense. Right. Right? Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, faith don't make sense, y'all, just just so you're clear. It, it, faith it, it, does, it, does not make sense. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I, I, I kid you not, one day, one morning, it was like about, it was earlier than this, probably around 4 or 5 in the morning, and I had to go to church and play. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. And <laughs> I'm walking up the stairs, and I, I know I had to go <laughs> and do that song, right? And I'm just as half half asleep. And once I got up the stairs, the bird outside said, for me. I'm <laughs> 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 like, wow. Wow. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. I thought when I got to church, you know, I said, no wonder they call them morning birds and they be singing like that. They be blessing and praising the Lord, too. You know, Listen, when I got to church, truth. I had to go ahead and tell this. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, God. Oh, Lord. Oh, praise God. Amen. Oh, well, I'm this a, is Nikisha again. Um, I got convicted when she was talking about she um, went to the pastor's wife instead of the deaconess because last year when we were on the um, Archer Circle call and you had asked me, did I hear stuff that nobody else can hear? And I just didn't say anything because I didn't want to sound like I was crazy. And Bubbly told me that that's what the enemy was doing to shut me up because I couldn't, like, allow someone else that was on the line to speak about what God does through them. So I I stand here convicted about not being obedient when you ask me the question. Forgive Amen. I get it, honey. Listen, I used to be so scared to say some of the stuff I saw. I'd be like, yep, they have me committed. Don't you tell that. No, no, no. You shut up, honey. But now I don't care. Y'all ain't got nowhere to send me. <laughs> and if he if he go with me, what y'all going to do? 
nothing. Nothing at all. I ain't scared no more. But that's a journey. That's a process. Right? That's not that's easier said than done. That's all. Amen. You know, you know, you know, I have got the Holy Spirit um in a way that I didn't even recognize and, and it's not like perfect. And life is not perfect. No one's perfect. And when you find out, when you get that that feeling, and and if the God is speaking to you, jump up just like David or Daniel and say, and and be so thankful for it. You know, don't be afraid of them because there's a lot of things. If you know what, why be afraid of anything if you got the Holy Spirit? How could mm-hmm. you be afraid of anything? You know, mm-hmm. how could you be afraid of any person when you got that Spirit talking to you like that? You know, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. just just so beautiful. I mean, I I was the dirtiest woman ever, walking down to the church to the uh, to the or, to the uh, what you call it the altar. And um, no, what it was is my mama said to me, she's sitting next to me. She's can't see. She's not with us no more, but I love her. You know, she's not here, but um, in this world. But anyhow, she told me you ain't got no Holy Spirit. <laughs> I uh-huh. sat up there. And I turned around and looked at her. I had chewing gum in my mouth. I went down to the altar thinking, okay, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and see what's going on with this. I ain't got no honey. So I guess I'll go down and try it. I went down there. He laid hands on me. I tell you, that a couple wind went through my mouth. And then shut my mouth up. And I fell to the, I didn't know what was going on with me. You know, and it's just like that Holy Spirit. You hear that? I didn't know a thing. When I was sitting up there just a shaking and everything. I, then the mm-hmm. next the next Sunday is when the bishop came up. He said, Patricia, you got the Holy Spirit. Why don't you go upstairs to the upper room, you know, and I went up to the upper room with uh, Sister Carla, uh, uh, this woman, I forget her name, and they gave me, and that's where I started speaking in tongues. Now, what do they generally do after you get the Holy Spirit? You run around the church, right? Are you doing? You're doing some kind of. I did not know anything. That's how dirty I was and received the Holy Spirit, and that's the reason why I'm gonna keep on talking about the Holy Spirit because He mm-hmm. is there. He is so yes, strong. He is. I wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for Him. You know, I agree. Like that, Amen. You know, that was that song. Whatever uh, uh, he he thought the best of me, when everybody else thinks uh-huh. the worst of me, yeah, mm-hmm. to God be the glory. Mm-hmm. No question. Okay. There there was somebody somebody else was about to share. Who else was that? It was Sister Tracy. <laughs> hey, Sister Tracy, go ahead. Good morning. Um, so thank you for your um declaration. And um, I was sitting here, and I thought about what you said. Yeah, I I I I, I take that. I'm a punk. Um, or was, um, ever since we got on the call on the Wednesday night Bible study and we were talking about the realms of the spirit and about the trading floor, you had said to, to one night you said to us, y'all have no idea what's about to happen. And you started laughing, right? And I know that chuckle when you start laughing like that, but I didn't fully grasp the capacity and when we hung up that night, when we started talking on that line, the next day stuff started happening. The next week, 
The, I mean, everything has been in series, one after the other. Things have been happening, and not in a bad way. It's just like, oh, my God. Like, really? Like, what are you preparing me for? You are now have me isolated to the point where, I, I mean, you talked about people falling off, like God is going to start removing things. Things are going to start happening. I'm starting to physically see that, you know, when you say you pray for something and just be ready for the manifestation of the things that you pray for, because when it comes, you ain't ready. Well, I ain't ready. I wasn't ready at that time. I'm ready now. And so I'm just looking at how God is, what God is doing and what he's prepared me for. And it's just like, it's your time. You're an edifier. You have to step out. You have to be confident in what you're doing. And because of the connection that you have to me, you can't be no punk. If I tell you to do something, you have to do it. And you got to make sure you hear my voice and not somebody else's. Yep. That's good stuff. That's, and that's, that's, that right there is the reality. Amen. And mm-hmm. the more you open yourself up, number one, to hearing his voice, first and foremost, um, but outside of hearing his voice, moving when he gives you an instruction and not being afraid because to be honest i used to be scared it ain't really scary no more though mm-hmm. like i don't be tripping i just be like la la what because at the end of the day people who don't understand just don't understand that's not my business they don't have anything to do with me i have a responsibility because i gotta go to sleep at night i remember the very first time that i heard tongues in english <clears throat> I was at Revival Center Ministries right here in the city of Vallejo. And if you've ever been to there, they, they are worshipers, diehard. They love a good worship. So I was sitting in worship service, and I was just visiting. I mean, I just wanted to go someplace where I could go and probably hide and cry, chances are. Um, and it, it was one of those days. And um, I'm sitting there, and I'm minding my business and some lady stood up an older lady she stood up and she spoke in tongues and every single word that she said i heard it in english so the holy spirit said get up and say it i was like honey i don't know these people i'm not saying nothing they didn't call me honey Mm-mm, i'm cool and at this point my the, the things that were in me the gifts and stuff were starting to be so active that i was afraid you know if i just be honest i was scared i was like lord what is all of this, first of all, and who told you that I'm supposed to do this? Because this is stupid. And these people going to think I'm <laughs> crazy as a road lizard. And, uh-uh, I don't feel like it. And the more I tried to avoid it, right, the more I, I started to experience it. And, you know, now the visions that I have are usually so um, detailed and accurate that I don't, I'm not confused about them. I can pretty much say what it is today. I mean, like, in, it's, yeah, it's a little weird. Just if I keep it 100, it's, it's a little over the top sometimes. No different than Tracy. I, I don't I remember that vaguely, what I said to you. Um, but some of the times it's, it's not for me to recall. Some of the times it's not for me to remember. It's just, but I know this. If he tell me something, it is what he said. (laughs) That's all I know. Mm -hmm. It's been tested and proven consistently. Right now, I'm not really afraid of it of me being off. I'm not off. You may 
it, it may not happen when um when I think but a lot of times I see in in results that I don't really want to see. Most of the time, heck. <laughs> I mm-hmm. you like yeah, you could turn, you could take that one back, Jesus. <laughs> but but what do you do? I'm not the boss of nothing. Amen. Anybody else? Hold on two seconds. I hear Krishanda and who else? And I heard Krishanda a minute ago. That was Jacqueline. Okay. okay. So go go. Okay, go. Krishanda, Jacqueline, then Carla. Go in that order. So when you heard me a minute ago, this is Krishanda. I was just in the Amen corner. Um, I don't know. Um, all I can say is that I often get from people, do you have a camcorder on in my house? Because I'll call or I'll send a word and it'll be right on time. So I don't know what God is doing. All I know is that I'm just fervently seeking his face and I guess waiting for his vision. Uh, but to God be the glory. Going back on mute. <laughs> Mhm. You're not you're not really waiting. <laughs> you walk in it. You just gotta employ it. Mhm. Okay. Go go ahead. Who's next? I'm sorry. Um. This is Jacqueline. You know. Um, yes. I want to say thank you, ladies, for um all the encouragement and um the uh, thank you for the declaration. And uh, you talk about um, is there anything God has called you to, and that you're a punk? <laughs> yeah, I think all of us are at some point, even. Um, but there's something I wanted to share with um, you guys, and I just thank God for. My sister was talking about the Holy Spirit. I thank God for the Holy Spirit because even when we want to remain in our limitation, the Holy Spirit nudges us to move further, and um, kind of pushes us to do. Um, um, Go forth and do what God has called us to do. Um, one thing that I, I thank God for um, the Holy Spirit delivering me from is the deception and the fear that um, caused us not to be obedient to the calling and the voice of God. Uh, for years, I was um, I was accepting the lie that the enemy tell me that oh you you in the background you're good in the background. You you are part of something, and sometimes you don't want to say anything. You don't do anything because you know what? You're in the background. I like being in the background. I like being in the background where it's not true. What it is is fear that's causing me to stay in the background. I'm supposed to go out there and do stuff and say stuff and 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 be obedient to what God is calling me to. But you know what? I'm limiting myself to not going further but just stay in the background. And one day I heard the voice of God say, what are you doing back here? And I said, you know what? Um, I'm helping back here. I like being in the back. I said, no, you're not. You're not supposed to be back here. You're supposed to be in the front where I called you. You're supposed to be where I called you. And what is, I was not trying to accept my calling that was in my life. But since then, I thank God for obeying that voice and accepting that call and walking in my calling. Because then what I um, come to realize is the fact that Sometimes the enemy tells us lies and we listen to it. Uh, we find a place of comfort and we stay there too long when God is calling us to go further. And I thank God for the Holy Spirit that propels us to go further. For years, 
I am afraid to say stuff or do stuff because growing up, you have an accent, you sound funny, and people mimic the way you sound, and it kind of irritates you, so you don't want to say anything. You're in a room full of people. You have ideas. You have you have uh, what God has put in your spirit saying, say this, share that, but you would not share because, you know what, well, I sound funny. Or I don't want someone to, you know, say something about me, so you'll be quiet. But I thank God for the Holy Spirit because now God has put me in a place where it's like, that's who you are. That's your purpose. Go ahead and speak. And don't be afraid when you speak because I will put my words in your mouth and you will open your mouth and you will speak. So I thank God for um, the declaration. Also thank God for the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit allows us to trust God and trust the voice of God and silence the voice of the enemy because the enemy also tells lies. They allow us to be afraid and also tell us that, we're supposed to be in a place where God knows that that's not where he has called us to. That's what I want to share. Amen. That was good stuff, mm-hmm. Jacqueline. Good stuff. Go ahead, Carla. Good stuff. I just want to thank everybody for this call. It's just so beautiful. And everything you're saying is so on point with things that were already on cylinders in my life. Um, I just wanted to share that um, when I first got saved, um, my process was like a six-month process of God putting pure joy in my heart 24-7 for those six months. And when, you know, God is changing you and redesigning you, he's still operating with you as the way you are. And so since I'm a chatty Cathy and all over the place, you know, I just, in experiencing all these miracles and what he was doing to me, I wanted to impart that on anybody and everybody around me. And my mother was ill with kidney disease during this time. And I went rushing to her house to go lay hands on her because he had already been channeling um, his power through me and, you know, healing people. But when I was praying for my mother, uh, because I was raised Catholic, you know, some of us rebuked that fire and brimstone. So, and I was reading from a prayer book that was very fiery. And in the middle of the prayer, my mother kind of interrupted the prayer of healing that I was trying to pray over her and uh, I didn't get to finish it. And in my anxiousness and excitedness and, you know, ignorance, I had called on all power to heal her. And um, I went home later that day and went to sleep. And in the middle of the night, like two or three o'clock in the morning, that all that power came to me like it was close encounters of the first kind, you know, coming down on me. And the Holy Spirit and the quickening, you know, made me say, you know, I'm I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that, you know, please just put me back to sleep because the power was so incredible. I was going to have to get up out of the bed and run it, run it off me through the whole neighborhood. And I just wanted to say that um, you're absolutely right about this punk syndrome. It is a very powerful syndrome that we have got to shed off of us and remind each other. Um, I'm already from givers. My parents were givers. My grandparents were givers. And so I'm always a a servant type person, but we're all to be servant leaders. And I have um, pushed aside with that punk syndrome, the leadership part, (laughs) because I have more fun being a part of the village instead of leading it. And I just want to thank each and every one of you for your input, for making it less scary to open up and to move forward. And I had been saying the last couple of months that 
you know, just for being not as organized as not as organized as I should be. I may be doing 10% of what God has called me to do. I'm having a good time and I'm getting a lot done. But when you realize there's a whole nother 80-90% that he has for you to do and impact on other people to change their lives because it's not about you, you really, really begin to get it and um, move forward. So thank you. So precious. Yeah, that was good stuff. Thank you for sharing, Patricia. I, I think, um, yeah, that was good stuff. I, I think Carla. Hey, Carla. Carla. Yeah. Oh, hey, Carla. I'm sorry. <clears throat> um, it, it is it is so awesome to be in a space and a place where, for real, I, you know, I I am. Um, they call me. What did, what did Gloria call me? A gorilla teddy bear. <laughs> a gorilla teddy bear, and I'll take it all day, every day, because whatever it takes um, to empower somebody to walk into their purpose and their promise, I'll, I'll take the charge. It's fine. You know, I'm I'm not mad. I don't I don't get offended, and I say the word um, punk because it stings a little bit. <laughs> And I remember being one, you know, I remember being a scary cat. I remember not being able to um, really articulate. If if you guys had met me when I first met Tanya, and now mind you, I'm dealing with all of this stuff coming from Baptist church where I was trying to get put completely out. You hear me talking about Holy Ghost and visions and prophetic anything. Child, I got put out of so many places. And then when when whatever I say happens, (laughs) then they They'd be like, do 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 which is the East Week. But to God be the glory um, that when you realize you are accepted in the beloved and you're already approved of by God, certain things um, you just kind of get over. You just you kind of get over it and you move move on and let it go. And you can think whatever you want to think and you feel whatever you want to feel. Your argument is not with me though. Right, your your attitude doesn't have the power to be mad at me. And after a while, and, and one of one of the beautiful things is this is one of them places where you can safely be everything God called you to be. Even if you be a little thrown off. That's what we're here for. You know what I mean? So we can Hey dude. Start to hey. Hey Ken. So, you know, the testimonies have been absolutely amazing, and I know that they are hitting some of everybody. But here's one of the things that I feel led to say, is that just as we are unique individuals, we are all human beings, right? We're divided into pretty much two sexes, female and male. But we all have unique characteristics. I can sing, but my sister, I don't know, sings better than me, you know, I can I can teach, but there's somebody that can teach far better than I can. I can write. I call myself a word artist, but there are surely published authors that are far better than I am. This is not about comparison. This is about taking an inward look at the unique gifts that God gives to each and every one of us, even the unique way that we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some, even the unique way that we worship. Some people might cry. Some people, I'm a dancer. I don't dance as well secularly, 
but I am a dancer um, when it comes down to dancing uh, in the kingdom, dancing spiritually, right? So my point is, is that don't get it fixed on how God, if you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, for example, don't get it fixed in your mind that your experience will be like mine. Don't get it fixed in your mind if you're somebody that's a helper or a giver, because there are different categories of helpers and givers. Don't get it fixed in your mind that you, you will have to be like that. God is so powerful, and he's so unique that he has a unique, I will call it calling, you know, or he has a unique job or a unique instruction or unique work for each and every one of us. And so we want to be careful not to compare and not to assume that because Dion got it that way or Gloria got it another way or um, somebody. And I'm not just talking about speaking in tongues either. I'm talking about whatever the work is that he has for you, whatever the purpose is that he has for you. Um, we want to stay away from comparing. Now, we can model people as we begin to learn certain things just before, just until we get our footing and we are comfortable with asking the Holy Spirit, now, what? how do I do it? What What do I do? And it's, it's okay to ask questions. When you're, when you, the only way for me that I really learn is by putting the work in, asking the questions and then applying what it is that, that I've, that, for the answer that I've received. I hope that made sense um, to people. Um, I just want us to be un understand that we are all unique individuals, no matter what the work is, no matter what the call is over our lives. Thanks. Good stuff. Hey, Dion, this is Glory. Hey, Glowworm. Hey, baby. So listen, that um, the the fact that you are a teddy bear gorilla mm -hmm. is awesome. <laughs> I love you for it. And I love you for it. So now this, I, I've been praying. I've been sick all this week. Mm. And um, I've been, I, I started out this task of switching winter to summer clothes. And I am, I, I, I'm, I confess, I, I got too much stack on stuff. I don't lie. And I've been praying and asking the Lord about it. And I understand that, um, I understand where it comes from. So I'm I'm asking him. I've asked him this morning. I've been praying. Lord, give me vision for how to set my surroundings in order for how you want me to live. Not not how I want to live. Not how I feel like I need to protect myself or hold myself. But I need you to give me clear understanding because I, for me, I get I get started in a run doing and being obedient to the things of God. What God has told me to to do. And then it seems like I'll, I'll, I'll be doing fine. And the next thing I know, I got all this stuff cluttered up around me. And then I want to hibernate. I want to roll up into a ball. And, and I, I, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that this time. So I'm asking God and thanking God for deliverance from that and to be able to continue to walk and, and be obedient to what he's told me to do. Because I got to connect with Jackie. I got some folks I need to connect with because we got some things to do. And so I'm thanking God for that now. And so I love you, and I love to declare victory. And you all keep me in prayer with this, please. Amen. Good stuff. And that's half our battle right there, being like, listen, I, I, in order for me to get clear, I got to get clear. <laughs> and if, whatever, whatever that looks like, right? Mm -hmm. I got some stuff that I know is holding me back. 
for some of us, and I'll say this out loud because I, I believe it's necessary for some of us that are hoarders and we hold on to historical things for the mm-hmm. comfort of knowing that we have them. Yeah, this this would be a good month to clean that out. Mm-hmm. And look, and if you mingle it or mix it with Courts of Heaven teaching, listen, it'll mm-hmm. start to rearrange your heart. Mm-hmm. Tell you something, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to let stuff go and release some people and some things. That's that iniquity. That's mm-hmm. that historical stuff that don't even have nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of letting go. I, that's Shonda. I hear God is able. He loves you. God is able. He loves you. Mm-hmm. God is able. He's able. He's able. Mm-hmm. He's able. Oh, hallelujah. He's able. He loves you. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was good, Glow. Thank you for um, even even that jump start. Because in order to have clear vision, listen, cl- clutter don't go there. Uh-uh. Clutter and, and, you know, things that are capsizing your current view. Yeah, knock mm-hmm. it on out. Ask the Lord to give you the courage to deal with what the source of it is. Because it ain't really the clutter. It's the mm-hmm. source of the clutter that mm-hmm. we all need to be, you know, cleared up about. It's not a segregated reality either. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Some of the folks you see that look more pristine than others, listen, open their closet. You will see. <laughs> I know for me, if I'm out of sorts, my closet is out of sorts. Anytime. Little or a lot. My closet is disheveled, so is my thought process. The ease, you can come to my house anytime, open my closet. If my closet is disheveled, you can say, Dion, what's, what's wrong with your mind? What you going through? Yeah. <laughs> for real. You know, it's, it's interesting you say that because, um, not only my closet, but when I look around my surroundings, I am a um, a knit freak, so per se, mm-hmm. everything is in its place. And so when you look around me, if my you have clothes out of sorts, you have books out of sorts, you have, I've been going through the mail, you know, you have clothes, I'm like, I have to stop and say, okay, I need to get aligned with the Lord because something is mm-hmm. off, something is off. Mm-hmm. Until I get that sorted out, I'm not able to, like do things um, all over the place. So uh, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, it is. You got to get your mind aligned again with the Lord. Something is out of place. And then we're able to mm-hmm. think clearly and able to hear the voice of the Lord clearly. Yep. It's the truth. Hey, Dion. It's the truth. Quick, hey. Can, can, you, can you hear me? Uh-huh. We'll hear you. So, Gloria, if you are still on the line, I hear tears. I, I hear tears, and and if you release them, that is the beginning of the healing and the process for which you're trying to that, that you have that you're about to embark upon. Can you hear me, Gloria? She heard. Yes, ma'am. I do. Okay. Okay. So what I need you to do is this is a this is a safe. This is a safe place, and I need you to release. Right now, right here. Yes. Let it, let it go. Let it go. 
ikina nana vosi ilene vosi kia nana makana ne vosi kine ni vosete ilene kaiere no vosa takai ikiana nana vosete ilene vosa takai vosi karanicha help karanicha mikela no vosi kia nana vosaya makaya ne vosi kana no one be in that place anymore karanicha mikaya no no vosi iko no no vosi. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you're concerned about everything that concerns me. Didi, open your mouth and pray for your sister. Open your mouth and pray for your sister. Mama, 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. So, Gloria, you've been empowered to do what you need to do. You've been empowered. Don't, don't believe the lie that you haven't and that you still know. You've been empowered as of right now. And anybody else that might be struggling with um, hoarding or I mean, depression or whatever, like if you engaged yourself in that, you've been empowered as well. Thank glow you. Just gets the glow today. That's all. She's favored today. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. I love y'all. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Really, really quick. Um, so this is just what I hear, Globe. The, your sickness is a hiccup in your grief process, right? It's just a manifestation of, um, which is key to the backup, key to the clutter. So, you know, grief has to come out some kind of way. This just this is just that. Um, but it's necessary for you to move forward. So there are some things that you've kept internally, um, even with regard to your grief process with your dad, that you'll have to admit hurt and make you uncomfortable that you you not talked about. So find you some safe space to go ahead and process that stuff out. So you can go and get get rid of your sickness, because that's all it is. It's just a backup. Thank you. Hey man, is there anyone else? Very productive morning. Very productive morning. Good stuff. Hey, Dion, can you hear me? I can. I can. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, what you said about that clutter is so deep. I never looked at it from that perspective, like what is the source. You know, I've been dealing with this for a minute, clutter. And, you know, I meditate on it all the time, and I try to do things, but it seems like, it keeps on, you know, I keep, I get something clear and it gets built up again. So that's what I'm going to be focusing on in this question. This one on is like the source of it. Why am I? You know, what is the source? I think about that because you said that. So thank you, folks. Thank you. Absolutely. for your wisdom, you know. Because, I mean, you're right. You know, the clutter is clutter. You know, I, um, I have a lot of things that I want to do or that I see myself doing or that I hear the Lord speaking to me about. But because of the clutter, when I go into my environment, I'm so overwhelmed. I kind of like, I think I like the other lady was saying kind of, I'm not, I'm saying, I say I just shut down. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so thank you so much. I'm so glad that, uh, you know, this, that, that little piece right there, you know, I have visions, you know, but because of those things, that, that, that particular thing that's so overwhelming, you, know, you look around and think, it's never gonna. <laughs> I'm never gonna be able to move this. It's never gonna go, you know, because it just seems like it keeps building up. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to thank you for that tidbit of uh, rich information and components that um, was missing in my prayer. So thank you so much. Absolutely. This is Krishanda. Any anyone that's um, on the call that's dealing with this, um, that needs some help, like um, just helping them uh, with uh, packing up stuff, hauling off stuff, whatever I can do. I'm I'm not a, a super organized person, but I'm I have hands and I can help. So anyone that needs my help, I'm happy to help. Good stuff. Hey, this is Tan. Um, I just want to, and this this is just, it's, it's kind of like a general statement. Um, but it, so when I hear, so clutter is designed to distract us, right? So, so Juliet, if you, if you think about something that you just said, um, is that you go to do something and then you just get so overwhelmed when you see the clutter. So that's the, that's the goal to get you not to do it. Um, and so I'm glad that you are taking the step to, um, examine, ask the Holy Spirit, what is the cause of whatever it is, right? And sitting in a place where you can, um, or being in a place where you can hear from him. But just remember that the clutter, it, the, the ultimate goal of the clutter is to throw you off, right? And so it, it happens, all of us, if we're not careful, we can just be, be so busy and, you know, and it may not be clothes. It might be things that you need to file. You got stacks of paper and you just that you don't want to deal with it or whatever, right? And so we have to have a, some kind of system, you know, that we take on. But I think that the biggest thing that I was supposed to share in this moment was that the clutter is designed to distract you to, and to keep you from doing what it is that you were supposed to do, especially in that moment. If you had made up your mind, once you got to wherever you were going, you were going to do X, Y, and Z, and then you see this stuff. And then, and the only way to begin to address it too, the second thing is the way to be able to address it, to address it and removing the clutter is to just start. Start someplace, but not everywhere, right? Starting on a, if your whole house is like that, starting on a room. If it's just your closet, maybe starting with the shoes or starting with the tops or starting with the pants. If it's your car, um, you know, starting with something in the car. Like don't try to do everything all at once because you may get overwhelmed. And don't be afraid to call and ask your circle, your front row for some help. I'm going to back it up a little bit because sometimes even that, um, everybody that I know that hoards, um, or, you know, has clutter issues, doesn't matter how many times they clean it up. Um, the reality is you probably should take advantage of some type of a therapy, for real, if we just keep it 100, because you, you're going to just keep on cleaning up one spot after the next. Um, prayer is good, but sometimes we need to employ practical things, because it's one thing to remove clutter, but if you have not dealt with what's causing the what the core of the clutter is you're just gonna keep on making a whole bunch of neat piles so i just you know absolutely starting somewhere is good 
but I think sometimes talking to somebody about why you do it is going to make the bigger difference, and it's going to make the lasting impact. Everyone that I know, for real, that has hoarding issues, until they went and talked to somebody about the reality of why that's there, and don't get me wrong, prayer is everything, but sometimes I believe God gives us practical measures of doing things as well. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Yolandra. How how are you? Everybody okay? Hey, Yolandra. I have been listening um, this whole time, listening and working. And um, so, Dion, you just confirmed something for me because um, I would not say. So I've been, clutter has been on my spirit for months. And, um. I've been talking about it openly and so forth, and, you know, I do just what Tan has said, you know, get people to come in and help me get rid of some stuff, and then, you know, I feel good about it for a minute. I agree with what um, Juju said and that, you know, it becomes very overwhelming. I feel like it's an impossible task. I ask myself, God, why am I like this? You know, um, I dislike it. I'm real clear about how it can distract me and how it, um, you know, um, it's distracting and it makes me feel stuck, right? And um, so last night, as a matter of fact, I had this woman that has been coming in uh, and she's been helping me get this stuff, not bags and bags and stuff. I'm just talking about the clothes part first, right? The the other the rest of the house is you know, and I'm not proud of it, right? I don't know where I haven't always been like this, um, so I'm trying to figure out for myself when did this start. I can tell myself well I've been in my place for decades, you know, and as you be anywhere for a long time, you accumulate stuff. But then I also tell myself there are other people who are in places for decades, and you know their environment is different. So I ask myself, God, why is this? Why am I like this? And when did it start? And and how can I you know stop this? Because it's, you know, um, it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff I be thinking about when I'm in my own environment, right? I don't want people to come over, only my very close friends come over, and I'm not, um, I'm not hoarding, right? Not hoarding in the true, literal, uh, extreme sense of the word, hoarding, right? But I see where it's starting. I'm real clear where it's starting, and I understand for myself that, it's something within myself that doesn't want to let go of. I don't want to let go because I think in my in my mind, oh, I can use that later or whatever. You know the classic symptoms or signs are. I was going through my house last night, and it came to me in the hallway. Not only do you need to, you know, get rid of some of this stuff, right? But you also need to seek therapy, right? to help you understand why you do what you do. Because of my own power, I understand that, you know, um, I like stuff, you know, it makes me feel a certain kind of way, right? Um, I don't want to let go of stuff. Some of that might have came from my mom. My mom would say, well, put this there, put this there, because you never know when you're going to need it, right? But at the very core of that, it's a greed. It's a greed, and I don't want to be greedy. It's like it's greed, 
right? And it doesn't make me feel good about myself. So to your point, Dion, it just came to me last night. You need to call Kaiser, get you some therapy as to why you do what you do. You need to start there or along or along with what you're doing. Start there. And don't be ashamed to tell people, you know, what's going on with you because, you know, so what? <laughs> You're not the only one. So I, I am want grateful. to say so what again. I, say it again. So what? So what? So what? Yes. Right? Yes. Because I only get healing from, A, being transparent and being 100 about what's going on with me. And then what happens is there's no small secret. It's no secret. It's as common as it is to man. There is nothing that I haven't gone through that somebody else hasn't gone through. And I can look at you from the outside in and think, I mean, from the outside, think you got it all perfect, but you don't. <laughs> if, you're, if you're honest with me, you don't, right? So thank God for this call. I've just been sitting in silence, just listening. But when you said therapy, I'm like, yep, thank you, Jesus. That's what I need to do. I'm going off on mute now. It's simple. It's simple. Thank you for, for your transparency, Alondra. And, and thank you for you know, acknowledging, and the Lord spoke to him in a vision. He told you just as plain, honey, go get you some help. It is not a crime, right? It's not a crime to, if you, for some folks who, you know, may not know what the cost is for a therapist, if you have a job, there is a thing called EAP. EAP owes you four sessions a year for free. Not a single dime do you have to spend. Um, and the fact that it's December, if you can get consecutive four weeks worth of therapy, if I were you, I would absolutely do it and then roll right into January. I mean, it might just take you eight sessions to get clear, right? And keep in mind, you'll be talking to a whole stranger. They don't care nothing about your funky business that at part. all. <laughs> they don't, don't care. care. They're going to go eat a sandwich when you finish confessing, what we call vomiting. After you finish vomiting, honey, they're going to go right on about their business. Quit tripping. Bye, son. Have a good day. Get that stuff off your chest. And even, let me tell you a secret, even if you don't feel like you need therapy, you need some. <laughs> Especially if you feel like you don't need it, honey, you should be the first to sign up. <laughs> therapy is the business. Listen, I thank hey, God. Yes. This Gloria again. Hey, guess mm -hmm. what? I know what I, I, I what you're saying is spot on. The sickness and everything, because whenever dad would get sick and I had to go see him, I used to get sick like this all the time, whether it was when I got there to see him or afterwards. So I know it's all interconnected, and I do thank God for his healing, and I thank God for therapists. Amen. Mm hmm Amen. I thank God for therapists, too. They changed my whole life, child. Therapists and foster kids. <laughs> Hello. Amen. Hey. I, I, I know I need to get back to therapy, too, for sure. Um, but you know what I was thinking about, too? Um, for me, you guys, I could tell for me it's the, the organ, being organized, you know, and when I was just listening to the Spirit, when I was thinking about it, right now he was – he revealed to me that it was it's, it's hiding things because while like you said when you open up that closet 
or whatever, you know, it shows. Even in my room, I noticed that it's, it's like I got a pile over there that I still haven't got to since I moved there. And I moved there um, in on April 4th of this year. And the closet and the stuff that I'm aware, and I'm just was sort of thinking about it and, and was asking the spirit, like, where that come from? And I remember even as a kid, I used to hide, you know, when I didn't want to address things, like my mama told me to do it, I used to hide it. I used to, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God, I'm laughing at myself. Because my mom, back in the day, y'all remember those academy beds? And, you know, with the thing on top and all that, I remember I used to throw stuff up there trying to hide it. Throw stuff under my bed trying to hide it to make it look clean. To make it look appear so when she come in the room, it'll look like it. But she was not fooled at all, you know, now when I, you know, she used to come and expose us. But even God had even told me right now, he was like, Mona, you know, it's okay, I'm with you. Just go, we could, like, even you say, like, go, I want to do my closet first, make a long story short. So I'm going to have him, you know, of course, have God with me. I was just addressing this this, um, this thing right there because it's things that is hidden. It's, it's I'm hiding things. I'm hiding things. I'm not addressing it. And it comes from, you know, sweeping things under the rug type of things that, that I know that came from my childhood on. So, you know, I want to be more organized. And I always had a problem with that. So, yeah, and, and it's, it's definitely, I, I know I need therapy for it, too. So, yeah, it's about hiding things for me, you guys, letting go. Because everybody was talking, I was just writing down, and it, it, that's what I was writing down. And in Hebrews, of course, the 413, the one that um, we always pray, um, came up into my mind. You know, that nothing in all creations is um, hidden from us, I mean, from God. Mm-hmm. And, we, you know, mm-hmm. we're totally exposed to him, you know. So, yeah, that's, that's what it is for me. I want to be more organized and accountable because I, I noticed that, in a, being unorganized, it caused me to be lazy. It caused like I keep on telling myself I'll do it later. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get up next time. I am I'm gonna get up, but that's not the truth. Of I want to be accountable for what I'm what I what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even when you said that earlier, I thought about that. Like, you know, it's about being also accountable for what you're what you said you're gonna do. What you, God told you to do. You know, God, my watch hour is, is another thing that um, I constantly get convicted for because um, I'm no condemnation, but just more convicted. But it's just like, you know, he calling me constantly to and telling me all about it, that that's, that's that he want me to pray during that time. And it's, it's like I'm. I'm sabotaging myself as I'm looking at it, y'all, and I, I'm, I'm peeping it now. You know, I'm peeping these spirits, like, what you doing, Mona? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Hold on. Stop it, you know. So y'all pray for me. I love you guys. But, yeah, it, it's it's about, you know, for me letting go and, and, and just addressing it. Because, you know, at first the forgiveness thing was holding me back. But, you know, I, that's that's not there um, totally at all anymore. I, I, I'm addressing that every day with my father. So now he's telling me, just come on, let's just dive in. Because at first I feel like that was the biggest thing that was holding me of not um, uh, of not being able to. Because my heart was too stony, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. That's yeah. good stuff right there, baby. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Anybody else? I'm going to jump in real quick because the enemy has just been revealed. 
<laughs> and I'm over here cracking up because uh, I started to take a picture of my table and send it to you because no matter how much I clean this table out, it's always a pal still on this table. I can clean it totally off, and then by the end of the day, it's something back on this table. And I'm like, what the heck? And so I'm, I'm just going to say that it's a spirit. <laughs> And it's just been revealed. And clutter will blur your vision. Yes, clutter yes. will blur your vision. It is set up to stop us in our tracks, to keep us in that same place spinning. And it's, 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 it's a, a Jesus, help us today. <laughs> I just pulled my glasses off, y'all, and I threw them across the room. For real. Right. Clutter, uh-huh. that, thing, that, thing, that thing is deep. It's a root. It's a root, and we need to get to the root of why. Why do we? Why do what? Why do we have clutter? And what is the root of it? I believe it goes back because I, I just when 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 like I said when 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 you just revealed that thing, I wrote down clutter will blur your vision. It will. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Um, it is. It's. It. It comes to overwhelm us and to stop us from doing what God has called us to do. Every time. It's a spirit that needs, um, and mm-hmm. I just kept hearing the word deliverance, and we need to be delivered. Jesus, help us. Oh, help me. I can't put amen. we in there. I can speak only speak for myself mm-hmm. because this is a daily thing that I, I do. I'm like, Lord, where is all of this stuff? I told somebody, don't give me no more stuff. I don't need <laughs> nothing else. I'm serious. You want to give me mm-hmm. some? Give me some money. <laughs> don't give me no more. I don't need no more stuff. Give me some, mm-hmm. or give me some words that's gonna encourage me. Give me something that's gonna sustain me. I don't need stuff. Mm-hmm. Jesus, we have to. Anyways, and it's, it's I'm, all I'm, game when you start dealing with it, though. When, I, yeah. I mean, like for me, for real. When, if my closet is shrunk, that's mm-hmm. what I'm yes. talking. Yeah. my my brain is all over the place. Now, my Jesus. room, if, if I got stuff scattered in my room, it means outside circumstances are impacting me. Mm-hmm. I've identified mm-hmm. the difference. But if mm-hmm. it's in my closet, it's in my head. If it's wow. outside, it's in my atmosphere. So something in my atmosphere is throwing me off. Well, see, my right? table is a table I set at every day with my word. This is where I set day in and day out, and I pray and stuff. And I'm like, Lord, I, I really need to... Um, to, to to keep this clean, mm-hmm. you know, to me, because to me it's as if, um, and I'm just hearing right now, present your body as a living sacrifice. So what, am, am I presenting him a dirty table every day? Wow. Uh, when you're speaking, uh, uh, ladies, uh, if I may say something real quickly, it's interesting you say uh, present your body a living sacrifice. Years ago, um, uh, I heard, you know, cl- you know, uh, cleanliness is, is close to godliness. I've heard that a lot. And um, is that thing where, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a neat person. Everything has to be in its place. I mean, that's a whole other situation because that could also be um, perfection. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and I have to, and the same way my, my girlfriends would um, make fun of me because the thing about, I'm one of the people where um, at 8 o'clock my kitchen got to be closed down. It has to be, it has, it has to be um, 
wipe down, mop down, I mean, that kind of individual. But then God has to free me from that as well because um, that's a whole other thing. But what I want to share with you all too is um, I also, when situation happened in my life um, in the past, I never dealt with it. I would run out and buy stuff, especially when I um, uh, divorced my husband and my husband had a divorce. I uncomforted myself through shopping and buying mm-hmm. stuff. But the Lord actually had to deal with me about that because what he allowed me to do is I had to get rid of everything because, I mean, I thought I was going to die. I mean, I had to get rid of everything because when I lost my job, it's like I had to get rid of everything. I had lived in my house for over 15 years, and my husband we with no more, and I had to get rid of everything. I had to leave the United States to go to England. And so guess what? I had to get rid of everything, and I thought I was going to die. And I want to keep things. I want to have a storage, and, and the Lord said none of that. But, you know, I'm I'm happy I got rid of it. However, uh, what the Lord taught me in those years is also how to learn how to fast from stuff. Sometimes fasting, like um, currently, I'm fasting from buying, from shopping. I went the entire year and looked at what I need, what I only go to the store and buy what I need. Not what I want, you know, and fast, a lot of fasting, fast from buying. Because I want to, when I walk in the store, I go straight to the jewelry. I go straight to the purses. I go straight to the shoes. I go straight to the, I have my <laughs> my system. But now it's like, I don't need that bag. No, I don't need that shoe. No, I don't need that jewelry. And learn and trying to um, allow the Holy Spirit to discipline me to the place where I need to rely and trust in God and walk with God and don't buy anything. I don't need another book. I don't need it, but the enemy, again, is conning. He knows how to keep us distracted. He knows how to keep us from hearing God's voice. So he used, he used the most minute tactics, but he's using it to get to us. And we just have to learn how to identify him and shut him down real quickly. But when we say fasting too, let's fast in shopping. Let's fast in buying stuff or getting stuff. But just clear your house and only get what you need when you need it. Go on mute. That was good. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I was supposed to tell you earlier, your accent is absolutely beautiful. I'm a hater. And me and Tanya yes, it we is. try to talk like you. <laughs> we try to talk like <laughs> you. Don't sound that authentic, though. <laughs> we don't like this And it's, it's not to talk fun at all. It's at just all. beautiful. We love it. You're, it's absolutely yes. gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty. God bless you, too. Can, can I share on top of what you was talking about, about the shopping demon? because I used to have it many years ago. And what helped me on my path was I happened to be watching a Creflo Dollar was speaking on the gift of temperance. And um, some kind of way after seeing that sermon, my shopping issue was completely shut down. And I used to be notorious. And um, I was completely zipped up of my little shopping around and zooming around. And I, too, purged. I gave away St. John suits, designer clothing, purses, just gave it away. And so it just letting people know it can be done. Amen. Amen. What was the name of that sermon, Creflo Dollar? What? He, he preached temperance. on a gift of, of temperance. It was many, many years ago. But but that was the the connection with um with my shopping issue years ago. 
and and self discipline and self control. Those all kind of operate yeah. cooperatively, and a system of accountability. Having somebody in your business. Have have you you made a therapy appointment? Um, you know what I'm saying, like, and knowing that is cool. Cause look, prayer and therapy are a beautiful gift to the body of Christ. And unfortunately, you know, especially in in brown and and uh, black communities, we don't talk about it a lot. You know, um, and and especially also, if you know dealt with childhood trauma, studying the impact of trauma. Um, can really help to release you from some things. Um, it can restructure a lot of stuff. And, and unfortunately, you know, we we try to build stuff on on sinking sand, right? And, and again, that goes right back to the deep things of the knowledge of Christ. That's 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. If you start at the first verse and just read that whole thing, it's, it, you know, deep cries unto deep. And, and when he's trying to take you to a deeper place to complete, complete a greater purpose, you know, you got to you gotta dig out that and David and <clears throat> historical stuff, even Moses and having committed murder. Come on, dude, you, you think you're just going to kill somebody and bury them and keep it moving? No, sir. You're going to need to get your mind right, Claire. You're not, <laughs> you're not allowed to do that. Quit acting like we don't know. We know. You know, so um, it's it's a million after the hour. It's been amazing dialogue, i.e., here we are speaking back to what we talked about. You know, this call itself, it requires a level of temperance, a level of discipline, a, a level of commitment that, honey, I ain't mean to have. I was not, <laughs> it was not intentional, but I am so not mad. I am so grateful to God that he has, um, allows this transparent place so that we can get free, so we can go on and operate in vision intentionally, and we can help some other people to get free. Because, see, you can't help nobody from a place that you ain't free from. Amen. Amen. So we're going to get, we, we are, um, you know, and I say it again. What's the name of the free therapy? It's called EAP, and it's usually through your job or um, even if you have um, like Medi-Cal or Medicaid, just ask about um, whatever their EAP program is. Okay. Ask your human yep. resource person. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's absolutely available. Okay. Employee Assistance Program. Mm-hmm. Also, I know we gave it a call, but there's something that I um we can also look into. It's called the Healing Prayer. It's like therapy and prayer mixed together. It's the theophatic prayer, and it allows you to deal. It's not. It's, it's different in how you do. It's sitting in front of someone that is certified, um, that allows you to deal with the issue. You want to know what are you praying about, why are you praying about it, or how does it make you feel, and, and you they use scripture and allow you to deal with it. And then at the end of at the end of it, um, they give you like a report of everything that you discuss and and then scripture to go with it. Um, look it up. It's called a theophastic prayer. I think a lot of um, 
the um, what you call it um, Presbyterian um, Church um, people um, denomination, however you want to call it. They practice that, but it's like therapy and prayer together. And usually, some other um, denomination call it the healing prayer. But I'm um, looking up. Can I chime in on that one right there? We um, do that here down in the Central Valley, and it's called the Healing Rooms. And uh, most of the people that are doing it, uh, you have to go through like a certification. And so um, I'm just waiting for them to vamp it back up because I've been to about four of them, and it's it's amazing on the yeah. healing that takes place and the deliverance along with um, the prayer. So it's, yeah, yeah that's good. cool. A same concept, uh, different different places call different things, but same concept. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Thank you. Well, y'all, it's it's almost eight thirty, and here we we could do, we could probably do this for about another hour. Um, I'm thinking this this was good. This was necessary, and again, thank you to everyone that contributed. It again goes to speak that we all have something to offer one another far far more than we give ourselves credit for, even if it's our broken places. And our broken places are meant to heal broken places in others so that we can go about the business of getting done what we need to get done. And uh, lifting off the shame and the guilt and the frustration that some of us may feel in process Again, at the end of the day, so that God gets the glory, don't let the enemy hold you hostage to the pain of your process. Use your pain to walk into purpose. Somebody needs the gift of your truth um, to get to the other side. And it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, none of us are perfect. And the beautiful thing is, guess what? We ain't got to be. You don't have to be. You don't have to be perfect to want to be free. Right? So, that's it. Happy Monday to each of you. I will um, be sharing again uh, from another place on Wednesday. Um, listen, we're we going into 2020 um, a little freer with some appointments set in place to get us to the other side um, unapologetically, unapologetic about our process, our circumstance, not feeling heck guilty or frustrated, but really walking into the truth of God's word for our lives. I love you guys. Thank you, everyone, again, who participated. You matter. Um, Your stories matter. Your pain and your process was not for nothing. It is so somebody else can be free. So I love you. Have an amazing day, and I'll see you back here in the morning. Love you, ladies. Thank you. You all. Bye. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day. I, too. She at work. Bye bye. She already out. She said, make sure you tell everybody I said bye. I said, okay. Bye. Amen. Bye, guys. See you in the morning.
something to what's wrong with my phone. 